And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin, right here on The Political Show. Well, wait, we're not in studio. <laughs> this is another Zoom connection. <laughs> yeah, but it's been yes, a busy day. Yes, I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that it's been a busy day for Pastor Gavin, so he couldn't join us in studio. But he made time for the listeners. So he made a plan and we are sitting in on Zoom recording this show. So right here on Zoom with me on the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. And this week's hot politics, we are taking a glimpse into 2024 um we are looking there's things that are decisions that are being made in the south african governmental front um that will affect the elections coming up next year and we are specifically looking at a ruling that was made um in terms of independent um parties in south africa that want to be part of the elections next year so, Pascal, do you want to give a more brief explanation? Yeah, um, basically the South African Constitution mandates that any person that wants to can run for office. And uh, in about 2018, the ex-leader of the Democratic Alliance, he used to be the leader of the opposition in the South African Parliament, he actually took the electoral act to court, said it was unconstitutional due to the fact that... Um, that uh, they, uh, in, in South Africa, the way that the elections work is that you have parties and each party then puts together a list of candidates and people go to the poll and they vote for a party, they don't vote for a person. And then um, there's a proportional representation of the seats in parliament given to each party based on the proportion with which they got their votes. So yeah. these guys went to court saying it's unconstitutional yeah. because it doesn't allow for independent candidates. So um, the court then found in favor of that, I don't know, 2020 or 2021, somewhere around there. And um, the government then came up with a new electoral act, I think in about March, April 2023, that's this year. And um, anyway, that, that, was, that in turn was taken to court as well because they didn't just allow the independent candidates. They then said that, any independent candidate needs to get 14,000 signatures to be able to be on the ballot. Hmm. Now, to obtain 14,000 signatures, my hmm. goodness gracious me. Hmm. All right. And, and then on top work. of that, yeah. the independent letter. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Has to, has to vet every single one of those signatures. Um, and then on top of that, they then also said that any party that's not in parliament has to get 14,000 signatures. Now, the, the parties in Parliament 
don't have to get 14,000 signatures. Plus, the parties in Parliament get money based on the amount of seats that they've got in Parliament to fight the election. Sure. So the government pays for their electoral campaign. Sure. And that's based on their seats. Yes, and th this was taken to court. And then what happened was that uh, the court said, no, the, the, this, this law is, is wrong, you know, with uh, 14,000 signatures. But uh, the, and, they, and they scrapped it for independence to say independence only needed 1,000 signatures. However, for the parties, that, so you've got major parties that were not standing in the 2019 election, they now have to get 14,000 signatures still, which is going to limit their access to the election. Good. Plus, they don't get the government funding. Sure. So that's what we're going to be speaking about. It's going to be a hot, hot show, as always, because this is the political show on Active FM, where radio has never been better, and Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Stay updated and stay entertained on Active FM, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like posts, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio. 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 Has never been better. Better. So we are speaking all things elections. Well, not all things elections. We're speaking specifically on the court, constitutional court ruling in terms of the Electoral Amendment Act. And uh, this is an article from Daily Maverick. I'm not sure how much you trust Daily Maverick. We, we don't release, I read a lot of articles from Daily Maverick. Um, I know in the beginning when I started reading from da Daily Maverick, it was quite... Uh, good publication but i actually haven't read that much from them recently yeah so this is from daily maverick and it was released on the 5th of december and it says the title is win some lose some iec civil society and political parties welcome key con court rulings on elections and it says the constitutional court handed down a mixed bag of judgments related relating to the electoral uh, amendment act on monday uh, though wins and losers abound the decisions have been welcomed by civil society and political parties while the two judgments on challenges to the electoral amendment act handed down by the constitutional court yielded mixed results for independent candidates political parties and civil society organizations um, have welcomed the rulings on monday the apex a court passed judgment on cases brought forward by One South Africa Movement and the Independent Candidates As Association of South Africa, one spelt victory and the other disappointing dismal. Um, OSA, which is the One South Africa Movement, the application challenged the 15% signature requirement for independent candidates and new political parties to contest the general elections next year. The quota to contest elections was previously 1,000 signatures. The new quota adopted after President Cyril Maposa signed the act into law on 17th April meant that the independent uh, can candidates and new political parties would ha 
have to get between 11,000 and 14,000 signatures to be eligible to contest depending on the region they plan to compete in. In a majority judgment penned by Justice Jody Colopin, uh, the, the court upheld the challenge, ruling that the requirement was unconstitutional as it unjustifiably limited the rights to freedom of association, freedom to make political choices, and to stand for public office. Um, Justice uh, Colopin added that the declaration of invalidity referred to is suspended for 24 months from the date of this order to afford Parliament an opportunity to remedy the constitutional defects, giving rise to the constitutional invalidity. Are there any thoughts on that? Obviously, um, my, just my initial thoughts, they don't seem to be saying too much about the fact that no relief is being given to new parties or you know, parties that are not currently represented in Parliament. Yeah. So, for example, if you study the South African political landscape, you'll see there's Action SA, who used to be a member of the Democratic Alliance, the official opposition. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, Herman Mashaba was the mayor of Johannesburg for the Democratic Alliance. He's now heading up Action SA because he left the Democratic Alliance. And, you know, they're probably good for about 3-4% of the vote. Yeah. Um, they they took part in the the last local government elections. They got, I mean, the, they got substantial um, a, a substantial amount of votes. And so, all those votes, <coughs> voters now, you know, are potentially going to be disenfranchised because Action S has to get fourteen thousand signatures, which then gives mm -hmm. the parties which are in parliament who don't have the same requirement. Yeah, I mean, it should be what it should it, requirements to get on the ballot should be one size fits all. Yeah, and that's true. Um, you know now now they they have to use time where they would campaign, uh, you know where they would ordinarily be campaigning for votes. Now they've got to use that same time to obtain signatures, mm. which isn't equal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In order, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> people should be able to vote for an independent candidate. Mm. And uh, if there's a new party, they should be able to vote for the new party. And obviously, I know one of the lines that has been put out there that many South Africans have bought, they're saying that there's too many parties. And the thing is, if there aren't too many parties, then is the thing democratic? Because... In South Africa's governmental system, the only right that you have as a citizen is to vote. Yeah, that's the true. The people that then get power as a result of your vote basically have um, an unlimited range of powers. So, for example, I'm telling you now that basically for the vast majority of time during the COVID pandemic, the lockdown measures were excessively, not a little bit, they were excessively unpopular in South Africa. Um, and yet all of these draconian measures were put in place, um, you know, unconstitutionally because one of the big issues with the apartheid regime in South Africa prior to 1994 was that it limited people's movement. People of color 
could not move around freely. They needed a pass to be able to move around. Mm. And um, basically, the government enacted laws that massively restricted people's movement. You couldn't leave your province and all sorts of things like that. Uh, you couldn't go to the beach at times and all sorts of things like that. And um, there was no mandate to do so from the people. No one mm -hmm. in an election campaign ever campaigned to say, if there's an illness, we're going to lock you down to keep you safe. Yeah. Now vote for us. That was mm -hmm. not on any... That, so in other words, that if, if South Africa is a democratic country, and, and I'm saying if, I'm not saying it is, because I don't believe you can just say South Africa is a democratic country. But if South Africa is a democratic country, then what they did with the lockdowns, they did with absolutely no mandate. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, people were people were powerless to do anything about it. Mm. So so the only the only instrument of democracy that you have is your vote once every five years. And yeah. the overwhelming majority of how you're going to be governed is affected by the national vote far less so by the city vote. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to add, I think to add so, to that. Yeah. So uh if if they if the if they're complaining if our inverted commas complaining about the fact that there's too many um too many parties and stuff like that then they need to put law in place that yes they're going to limit the parties but then every single one whether it's independent or whether it's already a political party needs to be treated equally because at the end of the day uh the people have the right to choose who they want to choose and it and whatever party goes in needs to be able to get in smoothly, not just because they are uh, already standing political party or and stuff. So that's just my two cents on that. Yeah. What, what I would say, what, what I would say though is that um, if you're going to limit the number of parties that, that can get into election, um, that's not democracy. No, that's true. Yeah, totally agree with that. So some people have the opinion that there are too many parties. The, the question is, what number is too many? Mm. How many is too many? Who gets to decide that there's too many parties on the ballot paper? You know, yeah. basically, in my view, if there's 10 people that support a party, if there's 110 people, if there's 200 people in the whole of South Africa that support a party, mm. they have the right they have, they have the absolute right to have that party on the ballot. Yeah. They have the absolute right to go and campaign for that party. Mm. And I, I, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I can accept the number 500 because that, that, that's quite a bit of work to get 500 signatures and mm. you have to be serious. You, you, can't just, you can't just be treating things as a joke, you know, in order to get on the ballot. You, you can't just get onto the ballot as a joke. Yeah. All right. And um, so I can understand that. But anything more than that, I'm saying is actually the disenfranchisement of voters. Yeah. Yeah. Because who gets to decide what's too many? And, That's true, um, actually. You know, and who says any one South African's opinion that there's too many? Um, who says that their opinion must override those of millions of other South Africans who might see differently? I mean, mm. if you want to have something like that, okay, then you need to have a referendum. And, and, and people need to be able to have their say through a referendum as to what's too many. 
and then every 10 years or so you need to re redo the the referendum because people now need to number one have the opportunity to say if their minds have changed number two there are people who 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 are now who are too young to vote in the referendum the last one so they need they now also need to be given the opportunity to have their say about how these two too many parties and, and yeah. for me that's cumbersome it's not going to work so you know anyone that can get 500 signatures should be allowed in the election that that's my opinion and mm. and I, I would even be happy if, if they said um you don't need any signatures all you need is a signature of the party leader yeah you know, I, I, some people say no that's an administrative nightmare i think you're creating far more administrative nightmares by having to vet all these signatures i think it's ludicrous and it's ridiculous yeah yeah and then the second part to this is that um ICASA, which sp uh, stands for uh, Independent Candidates Association of South Africa, it says here, yeah, ICASA saddened by, but accepts the Concord dismissal. In contrast to uh, OSA's victory, ICASA's challenge was unanimously dismissed in a judgment penned and read by Justice Nungosi uh, Matlata. Um, the ruling found that ICASA failed to prove the 200 to 200 split of the 400 seats in the National Assembly irrational. The allocation of National Assembly seats uh, earmarks 200 regional seats which independent can candidates can contest, whereas political parties can contest from both the regional and the remaining 200 uh, compensatory seats. ICASA founder Michael Lewis, um, who has been vocal about how the allocation of seats unfairly favored political parties, said while the judgment saddened him, the organization welcomed the court's decision. ICASA, would, uh, which works to promote independent candidates um, and to make them make sure they have an equal footing in the political landscape, argued that independent candidates would have to get twice as many votes as a political party candidate to gain a seat in the National Assembly because of the exclusion from contesting for the 200 uh, compensatory seats. ICASA claimed that the clause did not treat all election hopefuls the same. ICASA asked the court to substitute the 200 to 200 split to uh, 350 to 50 split. What are your thoughts on that? So what was the reason behind the 350 to 50? The, they don't mention. It says here that ICASA claimed that the clause did not treat all election hopefuls the same. So how's 300 to 350, how's 350 to 50 going to... Idea. I'm wondering if the 350 is for the independent... You mean for the parties and then 50 is for the independents? No, as in 350 for the parties and 50 for the independents. Yeah, no. is that what you say? No, 350 for the independents and then 50. I don't know. I, I'm wondering. I don't know. They don't go into detail. No, no, no. no, no. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way that you 350 to independents. There's no, no way. It would be 350 maybe for the parties and 50 for the independents. In order to allow independent candidates... I don't, I don't see why they had to do this whole regional thing. Mm. Okay, um, that doesn't, you know, when I, when I look at this thing, the way that they redrafted the bill, they put a whole, whole lot of stuff there in that bill. 
that makes it harder for new people to enter into parliament. Yeah. Okay, that, that's all they've done. And the thing is, at the end of the day, the, the problem with this, with this whole thing, what they're doing is they're trying to change the law in such a way that makes sure that the guys that are in parliament will be able to stay in parliament. That's yeah. what it looks like to me. Sure. And um, pe people are extremely dissatisfied with the It's not just the ruling party. People yeah. are extremely dissatisfied with the ruling party, but people are, are extremely dissatisfied with basically all the parties in Parliament. All right. Uh, um, and, uh, uh, I think some of them know that you know they're going to get counted out of the, the the regional votes. Is that regional per province, or the regions broken down further within the province? I think it's regional per province because when you read earlier in the article, it speaks about the fact that. Um, it's dependent on where, what region you were uh, contesting in. Yeah, but they don't say provinces, they're saying regions. So that's my question. Now, these, these regions, are they broken down first and find out about this become the provinces into regions, you know, for the so-called regional seats? Then the thing is that uh, what that's going to mean is that a whole lot of people might not be on the voters' roll. Yeah. So um, pe there needs to be a massive campaign that people need to go and register. Mm. So if in South Africa, you better go and check your registration because now I'm listening to that and uh, you could end up with a lot of people coming to the ballot box mm. and now they're not registered. And if you do that to enough people in South Africa, the IC, the, you know, the IC officials are going to die, literally. Yeah. They'll burn them alive. Yeah, and I, and I'm, not, I'm not meaning figuratively. Yeah. They'll kill them. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask, how does a decision or how do what they're doing here with the with the bill and the, with the law, sorry, and what they're amending and all of these things, how do you think that will affect the elections next year? Well, they're trying to, in my view, they're trying to exclude people outside the current system from getting in. Mm. And... Um, People are extremely unhappy with those who are in that club, mm -hmm. you know, in the parliamentary club. Um, you know, so um, the other thing is, I think that many of the guys who were asking for direct elections were also asking that South Africans would be, have the opportunity to vote directly for the president. Oh, wow. And they okay. haven't done that. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that, would, that, that would be... Uh, uh, Good, good as, as well, well because, because if i'm not mistaken it's the party that votes for the president no, no, yeah, that's the problem it, it, it won't be good for the parties in parliament because right now they have total control of the president is. Mm. so you see once you get that once you get those seats in parliament you have total control and you have zero accountability to the people so for example now going to the next election the ANC is probably going to put up posters with silver Maposa. Now, mm -hmm. what the ANC can then turn around and do is three months after this parliament has been inaugurated, the, they can turn around and kick Cyril out. So people voted for the ANC with Cyril's face on the posters. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, that means they're sort of voting for him, in a way you could say. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, now you kick Cyril out, and the people have no recourse because mm. Parliament chooses the president. Now mm. that hasn't been dealt with, and so what's happening is that the Constitutional Court has said that the electoral act is unconstitutional, and instead of trying to fix the problem, the 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 members of Parliament have done a very complicated thing. They've in my in my in my instance they've they've damaged the the election process in South Africa, yeah. and yeah. they haven't totally fixed. What the Constitutional Court said was out of order from a, um, you know, you know, from from a, um, um, a, a, a legal perspective. So, in other words, basically, what people are saying is that in South Africa, for instance, not only to get into Parliament, but if you're gonna, if an independent candidate is really gonna affect change, they've got to be able to go for the presidency. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. I mean, one person standing as an independent getting one seat in parliament, there's not much I can do. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. You know, unless you've got a situation where 300 or 200 or 201 independents win. Mm -hmm. But if there's a party that's got more than 200 seats, if they've got an absolute majority, there's nothing much independent can do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's one in 400. Whereas if an independent got the presidency, now you're going to have a battle between the parties in parliament and the presidency. Then, then you've got real checks and balances. At the moment, yeah, at the moment, there's no checks and balances. And I probably should know this, but then who, like, for instance, I didn't know that this was happening in terms of uh, the electoral uh, amendment and all of these things. So, you know, there's like laws where we get emails from DSA and all of these things, so we can have our say and stuff like that. Was there ever something that was part that was sent out for us to um, vote on? No, no, it's not that you vote. Eh? This is a consultation process, but there's nothing in law that forces them to take the public opinion into account. They just the law just says they've got to consider it. Sure. So sure. all they've got, to, all they've got to prove in court. And now we thought about it, and then we went this way because. That, that, I think that proves, I mean, I think was it last year or the year before where we did a whole lot of shows on the fact that the law in South Africa is not equal and, and stuff. And we looked specifically at us as normal citizens and people living in, in South Africa, not as government and stuff, how it's not equal. But then it goes even deeper into the governmental sphere and, and, and stuff where... Um, you see the inequality even even more. So that is quite an interesting thing. I will confess though that I have not been um, uh, keeping up with um, the elections. I just know that we're having elections next year and that it, w it hasn't actually been promoted as much. I'm not sure if you've noticed that. Um, I know the first uh, round of people registering for the elections came and went. And I only found out that the registrations were open the day that the last day of the registrations being open. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, no, people need to go and register and, and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's actually quite interesting what's happening in South Africa. Um, in Jude 1 verse 10 to 11, it says, but these people scoff at things they do not understand. 
Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them, and so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them, for they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money, and like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. In terms of, uh, there's a message now to every single one of us, and including these politicians, and that is that God is going to call you to account, you know, for everything that you've done. And one of the problems that we see is that um, there's a lot of deception, and that is why this whole constitutional court thing has not made the news. Because basically, um, you know, if they can get people not to vote, the less the less people vote, the easier it is to manipulate the election. Mm. Because you just bring a busload of people to a polling station and you can impact the election. The more people that vote, the less opportunity they have, mm. you know, to to be able to 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 that's that's um, that's what they're doing. And, and it's the same in the church. Jesus warned that false prophets are going to come into the church. Mm. And the only way to protect yourself is to actually know the scriptures. We can't rely on people to tell us what the Bible says. We've got to know the Bible for ourselves. Yeah. We can't rely on other people's relationships with God. We've got to have our own relationships with God. And even within the church, the church is a place where we encourage one another to, number one, have a relationship with God. And we create an environment where it's easy for people to pray. And we teach them how to pray and how to connect with God. Number two, it's got to be an environment that builds people up in terms of them discovering their God-given purpose. And when you have that and false prophets come in, the people reject them because they know that uh, they're false because they know Scripture and they know the Lord. The last warning I want to give, though, is that Jesus said, it is each one of our responsibility to ensure that we are not deceived. Mm. Amen. Amen. Man, this has been a very interesting show. I know I'm going to go and do my research on what is happening in South African elections because I definitely want to know what is happening. So let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me on Zoom in studio, we've had... Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin, right here on The Political Show on Active FM, where radio has never been better and Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Active FM. Radio has never been better.